Hey guys, it's Alana and welcome back for another episode of Seeing Other People. We're going to get right into it for the most part today because I am pumped about this episode. I have Justin and Johnny. Every time I say Justin, I want to be like, Justin, like from Justin Bieber, Nicki Minaj. Oh, what is that song called? I know all the lyrics. Do you guys ever know all the lyrics to the song, but you can't remember the names? Like, show you off. Tonight I want to show you off. Yeah, I can picture the music video. They're like in Vegas at the pool. I don't remember the name of the song. This is a really embarrassing brain fart. I do know every single lyric though, but I know you don't want to hear me sing and I'm not going to put you through that pain and misery this morning to this evening whenever you're listening to this. Um, but anyways, Johnny and Justin from The Locker Room are coming on. I love these guys. They are, first of all, they're just great humans. And second of all, they on their podcast talk to people who are doing all different things. Their podcast is all about talking to influential Jews who are in sports, entertainment, podcasting, whatever it may be. And I think that's what makes them really unique is that they talk to so many different people who are all of all ages from all different parts of the world doing different things. And so they really get a lot of insights from, from different people. And so they have a lot to say and I'm excited. They both have actually been in really long-term relationships. We're going to hear more about that, how they met their girlfriends. And we got a lot of dating questions that you guys sent in, um, dating questions for guys. I know you love hearing from normal guys about dating. So that is what they are here to talk about. Um, and I actually, I did intentionally want to have them talk about dating from the perspective of people who have been in relationships for a while, because I think sometimes you can get really caught up with the different stresses from dating and the anxieties that come with it. And so to actually be in a relationship, take a step back and and be a little bit removed from the dating world while still having experience in the dating world, seeing your friends go through it, but also having that relationship experience with a partner, I think is a really great angle to come at it from. So let's get into it. Let's bring the boys in. Let's get into the episode. Wouldn't it be nice if you could choose your mindset? If you wanted to be calm, you could be calm. If you wanted to be happy, you could be happy. If you wanted to focus, you could focus. Well, guess what? You actually can do that. I've been doing it for a year now, thanks to Mindset on the CBD's CBD gummies, and I cannot even begin to tell you how much my life has improved. Not only that, but it is such an incredible feeling to be able to wake up, go throughout your day, and choose the mindset that you want to be in, and then actually be in that mindset. Don't believe me? Try it for yourself and thank me later. Head to MindsetWellness.com and use code SEEINGOTHERPEOPLE at checkout for 20% off your entire order. All right. And we are here with the amazing gentleman from the locker room. You guys welcome to Seeing Other People. I am so excited to have you. Thanks for having us. Thank We're you. excited to be here. Long overdue. Long overdue. Um, why don't we start by having you guys introduce yourselves, how old you are, and what is going on in your dating relationship life? Johnny? Uh, I think we're actually pretty aligned. Well, no, actually, we're not aligned at all in our, in our dating lives. Um, I'm Johnny Lazarus. I'm from Syosset, Long Island. I am Sio 25. Scum. Scum. I don't uh, go by that, but, uh, you know, <laughs> it's, it's very popular around here. Uh, or the Sio 7 was kind of big, too, back in the day in, like, middle school. I don't know if you heard oh. that. Why I don't know. There was, like, a crew of seven people, I guess. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Um, I didn't know about the Sio 7, but I'll do my research. Yeah, Sio till I die Um, But I'm 25. Uh, I'm going to turn 26 in March. And I've been dating my girlfriend for almost three years, about two and a half years now. Lovely. Um, Justin Kappelmaster. Um, I am 26, a year older than my cutie over there, Johnny Lazarus. Um, 
I am currently in a relationship. I've been dating my girlfriend for about nine and a quarter years. It's been pretty, <laughs> pretty long. Um, I've known her since basically my whole entire life. Um, currently play professional hockey right now, minor pro in Jacksonville for the Jacksonville Iceman. Awesome. Well, okay, nine and something quarter years is insane. Um, yes. Did that relationship start in high school? Yeah. So um, I, I knew her like my whole entire life. Courtney um, is her name. I'm not just going to refer to as her. Right. <laughs> but uh, Courtney, um, she was basically I basically growing up, I had like a really close friend group uh, about probably like 10 to 12 people, thankfully, still extremely close with them. And she was part of that friend group as well. We actually first met each other in elementary school. We were in the same class in third grade, I believe it was third, fourth grade. But like I said, we were in the same friend group. Um, we always like, you know, really close. And then as I was got older, you know, we started to kind of, you know, draw, you know, closer relationship or closer feelings than just friends. And the year that I was leaving to go play hockey, um, going into my sophomore year of high school, um, we just started to date and we actually did long distance for quite a little while, but it really worked out because it was kind of a different long distance thing. She was able to travel to me, you know, almost once a month. And then, like I said, I had that really close friend group that she was with constantly. So the communication was just, uh, it, the communication was really good. I would say that. Yeah, my I have to ask, were you next to each other in the third grade picture? Oh, there's definitely pictures of us together for sure. I'll send you some. They're they're, they're pretty funny, but, but she hates them. They're, they're so cringy. She's always, oh, you know, I, I look so terrible back then. I can't, you know. <laughs> You're always... not supposed to look good back then. <laughs> yeah. No, but it's um, it's pretty funny. I, it's so funny. Every time I tell people like how long we've been dating, they're like nine and a half. Before it was like, yeah, we've been dating for eight years. Now it's like nine years, nine, like nine and a half years. Oh my God. Like, when's the ring coming? When's this? And I'm just like, you know. Cap, you gotta do the TikTok trend with like uh, each year you guys have a picture together. Like the, I got guns in my head and they won't Oh my go. God. Yeah, you, you gotta do that. It's it's funny uh, hearing about how like, long your relationship lasted and when it started. Um, my cousin just got engaged to somebody who he dated in high school. They did not consistently date. There was probably like 10 years where they did not date. And wow. then um, they reconnected and they've been together for like three or so years. And um, they just recently got engaged. And my uncle keeps a diary of everything. Like he writes down at the end of the day, he writes for like 10 minutes and he's done this for probably like 30 or 40 years. And so the night after their engagement, there was a little like gathering, a little celebration. And, um, they found from my uncle's diary, an entry of when they first started dating. And he like, wrote down how he like he, how my cousin had a hickey on his neck and he knew it was from oh. her and like he knew uh. that she was sneaking over to the house but like they thought that they were being so clever and so sneaky and he actually sat her down and was like what are your intentions with my son and she was like mm. i'm too young to get married and so it's <laughs> crazy like how full circle that comes and i'm sure you have like a million of your own stories like that of how it's just wild that you're still here and together um but that's really awesome and Johnny, tell us about your relationship and how you and your girlfriend met. We met, um, I, there's like two different stories to it. I mean, we kind of met through Instagram DM, essentially. We had a lot of mutual friends. Her big and her sorority was my high school prom date. And a girl that went to my sleepaway camp was her college roommates. So like, I had always seen pictures of her and stuff, just like through Instagram. And um, I actually like, not necessarily lost a bet. It sounds like kind of immature, but uh, my roommate in college, his name is George. Every week we would play like, 
this one Xbox game and the winner would DM a girl on the loser's phone, but the loser got to pick the girl. We were just like freshmen or sophomores in college, thought we were the shit, like, you know, it was kind of one of those things. Um, so I picked Allie and George wrote, or told me to write, I wrote it, but he wrote, uh, told me to write, I heard you think I'm hot. And like, you know, never spoke to her in my life, never heard that. Um, but whatever, it took her like two weeks to respond. She had a boyfriend too. And she responded like, you heard wrong, ha ha ha. And that was it, like, it was just that. And then six months later, we were at Southampton Social because uh, she went to West Hampton High School. She's from West Hampton, from Quag, which is really cool. Um, but I was standing outside the bar and someone said my name and she's like, oh, who's Johnny? And then I was like, I'm Johnny. I was like, oh my God, you're Ellie. And then uh, we just started talking and we actually like, didn't hit it off at all. Um, but then she posted an Instagram the following Monday and I commented on it, miss you. And then she DM me. And then I drove out uh, that Sunday to hang out with her on the beach. And then here we are. I love, first of all, like, I love that game that you played with George. You guys also, like, <laughs> yeah. you need to get a dog and name him George. There's got to be some yeah. George in your life or, like, your kid's middle name has to be George, something like that. Um, but I love that. I think that that's something that my friends and I would always do. We'd play odds, and whoever lost, like, had to text somebody or, like, call somebody or say X, Y, Z thing. And I think, though it was obviously, like, a game, like, it, it just, you shot your shot, and, like, you had nothing to lose, and that's also... Yeah kind of what you did when you commented on her Instagram. Like yeah. you had nothing to lose. You didn't even hit it off with her, no. but it happened <laughs> and and look where you are now. And so I, I love that as just a little reminder to everyone of like, if there's somebody you're interested in, like you never know where a message could take you. And there's no reason to not try because if you try and it doesn't work out, then okay, you're back right where you were not trying. But if you try and it does work out fast forward three years, you're in a great relationship. Yeah. Also, people just like forget, like, you know, yeah. I, I DM'd her, I heard you think I'm hot. And six months later, she probably forgot about that message, you know? Um, <laughs> yeah. Actually, I think I said, like, scroll up and read that after she DM'd me. Oh, um, my God. That's so fun. And she was probably yeah. like, holy shit. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> so I am super excited to get into some of the questions that the listeners sent in. They were so excited when I said you guys were coming on. Um, literally had people emailing me being like, oh, my God, when I saw that you were bringing the boys on, like, I had to, like, send my question in. So scared. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think you got this. I, I believe in you. Um, okay. The first one I have is what do men wish women would understand about them when it comes to dating and relationships? Ooh, that's Cappy. You might have a better answer for that one. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, this is also coming like, I mean, I've been dating the same, the same human being, the same girl for, you know, the last nine, nine years or so. So it's obviously I don't have a, a lot to go off of, you know, with other girls in that sense. But I guess like the main thing from and, and like, I, I think all guys are different, like all guys have their own flaws. I think one of my biggest flaws is that I'm very impatient. So I think like, um, I guess like in a relationship, like for my girl, and this is like my girlfriend's like the most patient human being ever with me. So I guess that's like my main thing is like, I'm like, thankful that she's patient with me because sometimes I feel like I could drive her up a wall and she wants to fucking kill me sometimes. Am I allowed to curse on this? Absolutely. Curse. Well. <laughs> um, Thank God. <laughs> I feel like I drive her up a, up a wall sometimes. So from like my standpoint, like my, my flaw is being is patience. And, and I think that she does a great job with that. I would say um, the biggest thing for me, I guess, is just communication. I don't know if that's like a, you know, kind of down the road of what you're looking for as an answer, but I, I feel like for the most time, you know, girls in general, maybe that I've just like been with in the past, I've assumed that I knew what they wanted, but if they don't communicate it to me, how, how am I supposed to know? And I feel like you see in movies, like I'm not a mind reader, but it's actually true. 
Um, and it's funny because like this is fresh in my head because I watched the breakup with Vince Vaughn and Jennifer Aniston uh, the other night. But there's one scene where Jennifer Aniston like breaks down and cries, and she never really expressed how much she cared about like what the problem was. So how would Vince Vaughn really know? Not that I'm siding with Vince Vaughn because obviously he was kind of an asshole in that movie. But um, you know, just stuff like that. Like if if you want certain things and you want um, to do certain things, you have to like communicate it because you know, as a, as a partner, as a boyfriend, I like. You know, I, I wouldn't really necessarily know how important certain things are. Johnny's definitely like a, a girl in, in the relation. Not, oh, not yeah. the girl. No, no, I am. We, we talk about it sometimes on like the I'm podcast. I'm a sensitive one for sure. Like, like, like Laz will be trying to get in touch with uh, with Max, who's like our, our head producer. Max, <laughs> like in like whole like Laz will write this like whole entire paragraph, a whole entire essay. And then Max will hit him with like the OK or the KK. Yeah. And, and yeah. immediately Johnny will be like, what's wrong? What, yeah, what, like, yeah, why does he hate me what did yeah. i do <laughs> yeah that's probably my biggest flaw honestly is i create scenarios in my head that's like the worst thing about me welcome to every girl's brain yeah, yeah. Right. you are you are the woman in the relationship um yeah. yeah no i mean i love that answer because you're right like people do expect that the other person knows exactly what they're thinking and that's not to say like maybe they, maybe they do, you know, maybe yeah. they, it's their uh, the one million chance that like, they really are on the same page and really, really do understand you in however deep you are into your relationship. But regardless of whether you're in a relationship or you're just starting to date, you cannot expect that the other person is going to know what you need. And you also mm. need to understand what you need. And so like, I have people who have come to me, even like friends, listeners who are like, I like this guy, but he never, initiates planning a date. He keeps saying yes to going on dates, but he doesn't initiate and he doesn't actually like plan the dates. I have to keep planning them. And it's so exhausting and it's so frustrating. And what do I do? Like, how do I get him to plan the date? And I'm like, well, have you said like, why don't you plan the next one? And they're like, no, like you should say that because he's probably thinking, oh, she loves to plan the dates and she's super on top of her schedule. So she tells me like when she wants to hang out and I'm like, great, that works. And that's how it goes. And it's like, you can't assume that he's being lazy or that he's not putting the effort in if he doesn't know that this is something that you want it's so funny because that was literally an exact fight that i had a year ago to this day with my girlfriend she said the same exact thing to me and i and i just like i i assumed that she liked planning so i just didn't know you know i didn't even have like the fucking resi app or open table like i had no idea how to even make a reservation besides calling like there's so i am so like i actually you know, I started commuting like six months ago for work, but I was buying the paper train ticket till like three months oh my ago. God. You know, like I'm just, I, I'm just not up to speed with like how everyone operates. Like I didn't even know that curb was an app. You can get a yellow cab on your phone now, apparently. Like there's yeah. so many things I just don't know. So, but that's funny that that's the example you set. Cause that was an actual fight that I had a year yeah. ago. So, okay. So on the topic of asking for what you need, um, one question that a few people send in and that I actually am always curious about and getting different perspectives on is in terms of being a guy dating a girl, at what point is it attractive versus aggressive or a turnoff if a girl is making the first move? And that could go from anything from sending the first message on an app or asking for drinks or dinner or texting first or asking for the second date. Like, what do you guys, and, and this could be you guys, your friends, like I'm sure you've talked to your friends about their dating lives. What do you guys actually want and what do they not want? Or when is it too much? When it comes to dating, I know how important it is to look our best. If we don't look our best and feel our best, then we aren't going to be our best and most confident selves on the apps, on our dates, and in our relationships. 
And that's why I started using Curology. Curology is a game-changing custom skincare made for you by a dermatology provider. They'll create a custom prescription cream for your specific goals, whether that's tackling acne, clogged pores, skin texture, dark spots, fine lines, or anything else. You start by taking a short online skin quiz and uploading photos. And if it's a good fit, they'll ship your formula right to your door. It even has your name on the bottle. Unlike other skincare products that I've bought, used a few times, and given up on, I feel motivated and excited to keep using my Curology products because they were curated specifically for me based on my personal skin goals. I also got a treatment plan from my dermatology prescriber that includes details about what was prescribed and why, what I can expect when it comes to results, and what my recommended routine should be, including which products to use in the morning, which to use at night, and everything else. It takes all of the guessing out and I actually feel held accountable by my provider who is going to be checking in on my progress. So if you are ready to look and feel your best, get started with Curology, just like I did with a free 30-day trial at curology.com slash seeing other people. Just pay $5 for shipping and handling. That's C-U-R-O-L-O-G-Y.com slash seeing other people to start your free 30-day trial. Cancel anytime, prescription subject to consultation. Honestly, when you first started talking, I thought you were going to say acceptable to fart. <laughs> 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 I don't know. That's where my mind was going. Okay, well, but that's Kathy, a question too. Yeah, Kathy, you go. <laughs> you want me to take this one? Um, yeah. <laughs> no, it, it's it's honestly a great question. Um, I think that, like I said, a lot of guys are different. Like, I feel like most guys kind of want like the hard to get thing. Like, they don't want girls being like, like you know, too aggressive. Because then it's like, okay, like you know, you know, it not not that not that they're they're too easy. But then it's like, okay, it's, you know, it's you know maybe this isn't you know as hard it is to get this girl. I think guys like a challenge. Um, a majority of the guys from my standpoint, I mean, obviously I've been dating my girlfriend for a long time, but like, if she's going to make the first move, I, I'm all day, you know, like I, I'm, I'm fine <laughs> with that. She wants, to, <laughs> she wants to pick the dinner reservation. She wants to do this. She wants, to, I'm, I'm all good with it. Um, but I think a lot of the guys, I mean, especially like from a sports standpoint, I guess like in my, in my realm, they like a challenge. They like, they, they don't want something that's just going to be given to them or easy. So, I mean, from a girl standpoint, it's like, you know, not, don't don't fuck around with them you know don't beat around the bush but you know don't make it too easy for them to just you know you know slide right in the dms if that makes sense yeah. that answer like grinds my gears <laughs> it's so okay. frustrating and i i get it because look like we've all we all want the chase we all do we all like it we all gravitate towards it but it's like for me i i feel like i'm of the school of thought of like if you are into somebody like you can let them know and 100%. you letting you letting them know if they are interested in you, you letting them know is not going to make them not interested in you. They're going to be like, oh, sick. Like, great. I'm into you too. But it's like, where, at what point do you cross that line of being like bold and being different than everybody else who isn't asking them out, isn't saying, I like you, isn't texting first and get into the territory where you're kind of screwing yourself over because you're giving yourself up too easily. Yeah, hundred percent. And I didn't mean like like being too like easy. Like you know what I'm like like you know what I mean. I just meant like a majority of the guys for some reason they like like a challenge. And like I I'm yeah. with you. Like no sense. Like if you like somebody, fucking tell them how you feel. Like if you don't like somebody, tell them that you don't like them. Like you know what I mean. Somebody tries to DM you, you don't fucking like them. Tell them you know get the get the hell out of my DMs. Like <laughs> yeah, it's tricky. I don't know. I, like there's definitely a way to go about it. Right. Like, and it's tough too, because right now everything for the most part is like through text or messaging. And you're like, that's like Cappy used that example with Max, but it's so hard to like understand somebody's tone when it's all like written. Um, 
like I, I think I'm honestly I'm a big like pick up the phone and call guy like just in general with my friends and everything like I'm probably the worst person to be a passenger in a car with because I just like to call people um but yeah I don't know I mean I've, t- I've talked to some girls who just like put themselves out there but they do it in a way that's so aggressive and like it doesn't it doesn't come off I guess right with guys because you know like Justin said I, I know I'm I'm one of them who definitely like love the chase but at the same time I also love the feeling of knowing someone's into me so I guess like there's a certain way to just go about it and and maybe like it's it's definitely harder through work like through text and stuff but at a bar I feel like it'd be way easier to put yourself out there as a girl than it would be as a guy if that makes sense yeah I mean it, it's especially in this day and age putting yourself uh-huh. out there as a guy I think is really difficult um and something that people are really told not to do which actually mm-hmm. one of the questions is um do you feel victimized by toxic masculinity so how do you feel about that one i mean <laughs> yeah I, I mean definitely uh in some in some points and some standards you know um but i don't I, it's such a tough thing i mean like obviously i you know i know people who come off very masculine and, and definitely have like a softer side to them. And then, you know, you can ask Cappy. I'm, you know, I'm one of the softer guys that I know. Um, but yeah, just trying to get bragging. Huh? you're just trying to get bragging points with all, with the listeners. That's what it is. Yeah. No, well, it's just, it's just true though. Like I, I, uh, but then again, like I'm sure I come off as a douchebag to a lot of people. Um, you know, there, there's been nights where I'm really drunk and I say a lot of stupid things and that probably doesn't sit well with, you know, girls and guys, but, um, I don't know. Like, I, I think it's just, I don't know. Some people I feel like also are just way easier to get offended than others too. Um, if that, you know, I don't know. It's, it's a really hard question to answer. What do you mean by toxic masculinity? Can you elaborate for me before I answer this? If you don't mind, like give me an example. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to, I'm, I'm trying to, I don't know. The guys thinking they're just the, better than a girl. Is that, oh, is it like that kind of thing? I don't know the perspective that this listener sent this, this question in from, but um, I mean, there are a lot of directions we could go into it from but like kind of like just like going up to the bar and just like like if you're hitting on hitting on a girl like and you're a guy and you're just like kind of acting like you're like the big shot kind of thing yeah. is that that's how yeah. I took it. like you're, like you're going up to somebody yeah. like you know your hot shit type of oh. like persona being yeah. like oh like if i want this girl i can go get yeah. them like i think that's that's how a lot of girls feel when they're approached at a bar like they don't want it because of that even though if if the roles were reversed and they saw that guy across yeah. the bar and thought they were cute they'd spend all night talking to their friends saying should i go over should i go over should i go over and then they just wouldn't go over yeah it could probably go both ways you know like um i, I guess a girl could maybe you know take it as like he's coming off like oh dude, you know so toxic so cocky you know this guy's coming up to you. but at the same time like you know as for a guy to go up to a girl at a bar like you know to start the conversation it does take some like you know balls to get up there and do that and i guess like you know if 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 you're gonna be able to do that you know if you gotta tell yourself like you know i'm the shit you know i could do this you know you gotta pump yourself up kind of to do it i, I get it from that standpoint but i also do know a lot of people who you know go around saying like all right you know who am i gonna get tonight kind of thing like and it's like all right buddy take it down a notch we get it like calm down but not even that too like dude there's how many like are your friends i know some of mine like if they talk to a girl and that girl's not into them it's like oh that girl sucks you know <laughs> there's there's so much of that and that i think that's like i hate that so much that's that's definitely toxic stuff yeah, yeah. but the well, thing I'll, I'll tell how, how do you how do you tell the difference between the guy who's coming up to you being like oh i can totally get that girl versus the guy who's coming up to you because they're actually interested in you i, think, I, don't, like, I don't even know if you can tell i think you I, you can't tell right away but i feel like if you're a girl like 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 give it a second like be smart maybe like 
give him shit back. You know what I mean? Like test him a little bit, you know, see if he's, you know, if he's all that or something like that, or then maybe, maybe screw with him. Maybe like if he's acting too masculine, walk away and then see how he acts and then maybe come out, go up to him again in the bar and see if he's going to, you know, be still be a cocky asshole or something like that. But I don't know. It's hard to decipher that. You know what I mean? Same in that thing scenario, with- it's all objective though. So like, how could you even, right? Like if you see someone you're interested in, it's just based on their looks, like you didn't talk to them. So how do, how could you tell? I don't know. You can't, it's hard. Dating is hard. It's <laughs> tough <laughs> out there. Um, okay. Moving on to some of the next questions. Um, why is he constantly looking at my Instagram story, but not making an effort to make plans? Why is he looking at my Instagram story, but, but he won't make plans? But he won't make plans. Well, I mean, guys, like some guys are nervous. Some guys are nervous. Like, like, like we talked about before. Got some guys won't make the first move. Some guys will just stay behind and you know, just like you know, do the you know, I like your Instagram story. Like, keep liking your Instagram post and then just not make the first move until the girl does something. What does that even mean, though? Like, he's constantly looking at me. Like, is he the first one to view it or something? Is that like what you're saying? Because I'm the the first person to view every Instagram story. Even if he's the first person to view it, that could be because you're always looking at him at his profile. So the Instagram algorithm is putting you there right up on his. I my answer to this question is that it means absolutely fucking nothing. Yeah, I agree. And you cannot read into it. It means nothing. And I'm almost upset that this person is still asking like that. There's, there's somebody out there still asking this question because I feel like at this point, it should be a known fact. Like it should be canon that it means nothing. Agreed. I'm going to be honest. I don't think I've ever looked at who like viewed my story. Like I, like I, if, if there are people that like look at me at like viewing their stuff, then I'm probably the biggest creep on the planet in those people's minds. I'm, like, I'm not afraid. Like if someone posted an Instagram and I see like 13 seconds ago, like I'm still going to like it and comment. Like I don't like if it's my friend, you know, I don't wait like the two minute rule or whatever it is. Like, I don't know. I, I kind of don't like that. People actually think about that shit. And I have a friend, like I have a friend or two that like literally like check their story, like who views it, like in every Uber we get into. And I'm like, dude, who the fuck cares? Like, what are you doing? Yeah, I don't think it's like an Instagram story thing. It's like, I, I, I'm the same way. Like, I'm, when I go on my Instagram stories, I'm literally just on top of my Instagram, just tapping. Like, I'm just like going yeah. through them. I'm like, I, I really don't like go to a specific profile. And I'm like, oh yeah. Like I just waiting <laughs> to post an Instagram story so yeah. I can be the first, you know, bet. Like, it, I don't think. Just viewed have. the shit out of that story. <laughs> <laughs> like you're literally sitting on the toilet nine out of 10 times too. Yeah. And then, and then, and then, you know what? You flush, you leave the bathroom, and you never think about that Instagram story ever again. No, definitely not. Um, Okay, here's a question that I actually was really excited to see come in. Um, Why do guys sometimes text girls after a first date, continue chatting, but then never ask about a second date? I mean, I would just assume that like he's just being courteous, and then is just not interested. I mean, I don't, I don't know. Is that like considered ghosting? I feel like if you text after the first date and like be nice, then it's not like necessarily ghosting. I, no, I don't think it's ghosting at all. But I think the confusing thing is like, if you're then you're at a fun time and then like if you're if you text a girl after a date, like let's say like you and Ellie went like you went to you drove went on the beach with her and then uh-huh. you texted her again. And like, like after the date, you continue texting, but then you never brought up like, let's hang out again. She would probably have been sitting there being like, I don't understand. Like he texted me, but he's not trying to make a plan. Is he just like texting me to keep texting me or because he feels bad or like, should mm-hmm. I ask him out? Like, you know, it's just confusing. Well, that's yeah. what like, I, that's what I don't understand. Like, like, like Johnny and I haven't been part of the dating game, but it's like the gender, like, like the gender trout, what is it called? Gender. Um, yeah. The gen, like the, like the gender standard, it's like, makes no sense from like a standpoint, like, okay. 
the guy's not answering you, but he's texting you. He hasn't brought up the second date yet. Then text him and say, Hey, so what are we doing next week? Are we going to go on a second date? Like I'm, if I'm the girl not sitting, just waiting and waiting and waiting, you know, until something happens. Yeah. I feel like that's old school. I think if you are, find yourself sitting there waiting to see what happens and just continuously waiting, like it's not going to go anywhere. So at that point you have two choices. You can either say something. And like you said, say like, what are we doing next week? Like when's like, when are, when's our second date happening? Or you can say, okay, like I'm going to move on to the next one because this isn't going anywhere, but Mm -hmm. continuing to wait and hope and like wish that you're going to hear your phone buzz and click on it and see a text about the date. Like you're just causing yourself pain and anxiety and stress. Let me ask you something. Is it like common amongst your listeners to like start seeing someone, but also be talking to like other people at the same time? Or is it like, I like if, if it was me, I, I probably wouldn't put all my eggs in one basket. Like I would try to be talking to like two or three girls. And then, I mean, maybe that's an asshole thing to say, but I'm not going to wait around for one if I'm not feeling a vibe right away. And then like, once I actually have a feeling for one, then I'll stop talking to the other one. Like, I don't yeah. know. Isn't that like a, maybe that's an asshole thing to say, but I don't think it's an asshole thing. I think that. it's, <laughs> <laughs> I got you, I got you. I don't think it's an asshole thing. I think it's, it's pretty split down the middle of people who only yeah. want to date one person at a time because that's the way they do it versus people who are able to date multiple people. I think something that I know people who are like super anxiously attached, which is a lot of my listeners, one thing that's suggested for those who are anxiously attached is to actually go on dates with multiple people at a time so that you don't yeah. get too caught up with feel like being so excited about somebody and then so let down. But then you're kind of filled with like so many anxious thoughts about all of the people that you're dating. And I know a lot of people can't actually keep up with it. Mm-hmm. You put are it way better than how I put it. <laughs> are your, are your listeners? Like, I mean, some, like, at least the girl listeners, are they, I'm not going to say like scared, but like, um, I guess just like tempted or, or not. Sorry. Yeah. I guess, I guess scared not to like be not, not the, the guy in the relationship, but if a guy doesn't answer or a guy's not saying the second date to like be that person to be like, Hey, like what's going on? Or are they just scared of like re- rejection? Like, I don't know. Cause guys, you know, guys get rejected all the time too for putting themselves out there. You know, I feel like girls just need to be, you know, sometimes, you know, open to more, rejection. Yeah. No, 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 no. Just more upfront, you know, yeah. like, like if, if, a, yeah. if the guy's responding, if, you know, if you really think that he was into you and you don't, you're, you're confused why he's not asking about the second date, then I mean, if I was a girl, I'd, fucking right you know right in there like i'd be right up front with them it's it's tough because i like i said like i'm always it's all for like ask the person out if you like are into them Mm -hmm. but a lot of people out there give the opposite advice of like do not text them first do not ask them out on the next date because then you won't know if they're actually interested in you or if they're just saying okay or like giving in because they're bored or like want to hook up like so it's it's really tough and there are so many different perspectives out there and people are kind of getting like confused at all the different advice that they're hearing from people. Yeah. Well, maybe that's a problem too. Like, like just going to so many different opinions and, and people for advice. Like I've, I've been dating Ellie for, like I said, almost three years. And I only asked like one or two people for like dating advice, like dating help. Like I don't really, you know, ask five or six people because everyone's different. Everyone's relationships different. Like if you, if you're asking six different people for six different opinions, like it's, that's only going to fuck you up more. Like, you know, I mean, go to one or two people that like you genuinely have like a moral compass with, and that's like going to be your best option. Yeah. yeah I was going to say, how did you choose those people that you would go to for advice? Honestly, um, I, it was kind of just like natural. I think, um, you know, they're like 
two of my probably my two best friends in the world and two people who I just like kind of admire in general. And, uh, you know, then again, like our relationships are all different. Like, uh, I'm, I'm using my two friends as an example. Um, you know, one of them is dating a girl that's our age and the other one is dating a girl that's a year younger than Ellie and Ellie's already two years younger than me. So, you know, when there's like that age different stuff that I feel like is a problem, sometimes I'll go to hit like the one. And then we're, when there's just like, you know, other stuff to talk about, I'll go to the other. Um, but then again, like, I feel like it's important to have those perspectives aligned because if you go to like a friend who is a serial dater, you're probably not going to get the best advice if you want to focus on one person, you know? Support for seeing other people is brought to you by Manscaped, who is best in below the waist grooming and hygiene. Ladies, listen up. Valentine's Day is right around the corner and Manscaped just launched their fourth generation trimmer, the lawnmower 4.0. That's right. 4.0. There's nothing men want more than a sleek, well-designed, and optimized trimmer that makes shaving their favorite time in the bathroom. I just got Jake all the things from Manscaped for Valentine's Day, and I am so excited to give him something that he's actually going to use, and I'll even benefit from it. The Lawnmower 4.0 allows for customizable trims, wireless charging, a travel lock, and it's a beautiful, sleek, sleek shape that allows for such a smooth and precise shave. So if you recently started seeing someone and it's your first Valentine's Day together, impress the shit out of them by giving them something they'll actually use and be excited about. And for my girls who have been in relationships for a while now, if you're still allowing the man in your life to shave their face and body with the same trimmer, you are doing it all wrong. This Valentine's Day, give them the best tools for the job. Get 20% off and free shipping with code seeingotherpeople at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com and use code seeingotherpeople. Unlock his confidence with the new Lawnmower 4.0 from Manscaped. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's so important and something that people don't pay attention to enough is really being thoughtful and and like intentional with the people that you're going to for dating advice. Because I know for me, I had friends where anytime I would go to them for a dating problem, we'd end up like getting an argument because I knew what I wanted to do and how I viewed the situation. And they viewed it completely differently. Were telling me to do the complete opposite thing that I wanted to do. And I'm not saying like, I only wanted to talk to somebody who was going to like confirm what I wanted to do was right. (laughs) But if you date completely differently than your friend that you're asking for advice from, that's like, it's okay to be different. It's okay to date differently, but you need to make sure that you're asking advice from people who you look up to, who you Mm -hmm. admire, whose, whose relationships you admire so that you can get advice that is actually going to serve you and going to work with who you are and and what you value. hundred percent. Agreed. Yeah. Um, so one last question before we get into two listener scenarios that were emailed in, um, you two have both obviously been in really long-term successful relationships. What do you think has been the key to your success and something that like, if you could kind of take a magic wand and like bestow this thing onto everybody who's going to get into a relationship over the next few years, what would that be? Cappy, you got to start with this one. Um, I think Laz said it. Um, and I think it was the first question. I think communication is the biggest thing, um, like without a doubt, um, especially with, you know, my girlfriend and I, uh, we've been doing long distance for quite a long time, thankfully not anymore. Um, but uh, there were some extremely difficult times on both, on both sides. And, you know, if it wasn't for the communication and I'm not going to lie to you, I was a shitty texter off the bat, you know, and, you know, I didn't was, you know, caught up in hockey and, you know, didn't like, you know, like to, you know, talk on the phone as much as, you know, I used to, but, um, 
you know, you got to understand your other partner. You can't just like understand your own needs and like what you, you want. You have to understand what they need and what they want. You know, I was willing to drop hockey, you know, for, you know, basically my whole entire career for her, you know, if she wanted to, but she's, you know, one of the most supportive people of all time and, you know, would never let me do that. So I think communication is definitely the biggest thing, especially when, I guess, especially when you're, I guess if part of your relationship is long distance at any time, I, I think communication is a huge, huge aspect of that. Yeah. And I guess, are there people, uh, like, you, oh, sorry. sorry. Go ahead. Um, no, no. I was just gonna say, are there people, cause obviously like you said, like you were willing to drop your career and, and everything you've worked yeah. for, for your relationship. But I can imagine there are people on your team who are the complete opposite and who might feel like, well, they can't be in a relationship because of it. Um, so I'm wondering oh, yeah. what that's like and, and having those different personas like in one place. Cause I know a big thing that people run into is somebody saying like, Oh, like I, my like work is really stressful. I can't be in a relationship now, or I'm starting a new job. Like it'd be the wrong time for me to get into a relationship. Um, and I've had relationships in the past where I was broken up with because they're of their careers. Yeah. No, I mean, it's, it's honestly, it just depends on the person. Like it, can, can you balance a, you know, a, a, a career, a serious career and a serious relationship at the same time? Or, you know, do you think that, you know, a serious relationship is going to impact your career in, in a negative way. Um, I, I never thought that it was more so like, all right, like we're doing long distance a little too much here. I need to get the fuck home so I could spend more time with you. Guys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but, but, but like I said, she would have, she would have probably broken up with me if I ever would have quit hockey. Um, <laughs> so, um, but I have seen a lot of people like end relationships and, and stop relationships because they just want to focus more on hockey and, and, I do understand it for a certain degree. Like, like I said before, some people can't balance both those things. Um, and if you can't, that, that's definitely understandable. But um, I, I guess if you're one of those people who can't balance those things, then end the relationship before it gets too serious. Yeah, I think that's important to know if, if it's something that you can do. Otherwise, don't get into it too deep. <laughs> it also, I think, varies like with the ages and like the stages of life. Like, uh, I, I mean, I would say the biggest thing for me, my dad told me this like a really young age. He was like, well, he told me always growing up, like to never have a girlfriend because it'll just ruin hockey. Um, so I kind of wow. stayed away from having a girlfriend until I met Ellie, uh, which was like when I was 22. Um, she was my first, she's my first girlfriend pretty much. Um, but he always said the most important thing is to like have your life together, but then also have your own life. And I think that's something that's like really important to balance too. Although sometimes it could be bad. Like we've gotten in arguments too, where like we're not putting each other first, you know, and that could be a problem as well. Like we have to be a priority in each other's lives still, but like, you know, if she wants to go get dinner with her friends, I'm not going to stop her. Like, you know, like we have a lot, a lot of our time together and, you know, obviously it's a, it's a big part of understanding, like growing up, like in, you know, five years from now, everyone's going to be like 30 and hopefully married, hopefully have kids with people. And it's going to be harder to hang out with your friends and stuff. So I think it's really important to like understand where you are in life and um, be able to have your own life. And then again, have your life together. And it's actually one of the nice things too. I talked to my cousin last week, who's now married for two years. And I remember him telling me when he first moved in with his fiance at the time that it's so much easier. And I'm not saying like everyone move in with your partner or whatever, but um, it's so much easier to make plans with friends because you know, you're going to like end the night with your significant other. If that, you know, that's like a, a unique thing I, I felt, but um, like now where I am in life, I'm making plans with my friends and I'm not even going to see Ellie like on certain weekends. So it's, it's tough to balance. But um, then again, like you don't want to be that boyfriend or girlfriend that's like lagging on to your significant other all the time and like never letting them have their alone time with their friends. Yeah. Yeah. I think what's important is, is the part where you mentioned that like you had these conversations and arguments about not putting each other first and not prioritizing each other. Yeah. And I think it's 
like, obviously that's really hard to have those conversations, but the fact that you had those conversations is why you're still dating. And yeah. that again, goes back to communication. Literally every single thing on seeing other people mm-hmm. goes back to communication. It's insane. Um, yeah. But I just wanted to point that out because it's okay to get into arguments and it goes back to like, you can't, like you can't expect the person you're dating to be able to read your mind and to know what you're thinking. Yeah. And you might be feeling like everything's fine for, and she could have been feeling like, everything's not fine. Like I'm not seeing him enough, but had she never voiced that you would have no idea. And then mm-hmm. things would just like build up and build up and keep getting swept under the rug. And then it would just explode and never work out. Yeah. Never, arguments never are good. Yeah. Arguments are good. That was like one of my like main problems early on in like my relationship, like doing long distances. I always thought something was wrong when nothing was ever wrong. Yeah. Um, that was big. And I think that that, that played a lot to being in a long distance relationship and not seeing your partner, you know, obviously face to face as much as possible. So that's why I thought always something was wrong, but obviously that changed with more communication and stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Let's get into this first email. So um, the intro was, or, or the opening was when I saw who you were interviewing, I had to email in big fan of these guys after hearing them on we met at Acme. Shout out, Lindsay. Okay. I was dating someone for around four months starting this past summer. Things were going well until he pulled the I'm busy card and dropped off for two weeks. We were a few dates in, so I wasn't upset as I currently am. He comes back and we continue to date. Cut to our last date and he said he isn't someone who likes emotions. And when I later asked if he was sleeping with or dating anyone else, he wouldn't give me a direct answer. The next day I leave his apartment only to never hear from him again. He was an inconsistent communicator, but always treated me like a girlfriend when we were together. What gives? Why would somebody ghost when things were seemingly going so well, or at least I thought so after a really long period of time, was this just a hookup for him? Definitely. hundred percent. This, yeah. Definitely. I mean, yeah, some, guys, some guys are like that. Like so, some guys are just going to lead you on and act like, you know, everything's great and you're the girlfriend. And then all of a sudden see you later. Like when they've got what they, what they're in, they in the relationship for and they're like, some guys are scumbags like that. But there's also just guys that are really good at like doing the dating shit. You know, like they're good at like making plans, going to dinners and like doing that kind of stuff. So it, it could be, you know, it could be what's I'm trying to think of like leading on. I don't know what the word is. It can be misleading, I guess, is what I'm looking yeah. for. Um, <laughs> that took a second. But uh, yeah, no, I, I, this guy just sounds like he's very smooth and like knows exactly what he's doing with girls, but never really had, you know, I mean, he even said that he's not into emotions. So I think that kind of like made it clear from the get go. Yeah, it's yeah, so see- tough. Go ahead. No, no, I was going to say, yeah, like, like the thing, like, it sounded like he was not, not upfront at first, but saying that he's not into emotions. But I mean, like, that goes back to, you know, just like communication and being upfront with the person, like, like, from the beginning, like, are you know, like, what are your intentions? You know, do you want to just have like a little thing? And, but, but then again, the guy could have been like, oh, you know, I like you really yeah. you know, so, much. so you, you really never know. Could easily lie yeah. out of his ass. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I think if you, if we were to go back in time till when he came back in and you continue to date after pulling the unbusy card and disappearing at that point, that's when you should say like, I just want to make sure we're on the same page of what we're looking for out of this, because Mm -hmm. you've already been hurt by this person. They're coming back. You really do need to proceed with caution. And that's when you have to communicate what you're looking for and what your needs are to make sure that you're not going to get deeper into this and then get hurt like the way you did. All right. Um, next one, this one is a bit long backstory is we were completely platonic friends and hung out once or twice a month. Sorry, I'm going to start over. 
Backstory, we were completely platonic friends and hung out once or twice a week for a month and a half after meeting on Bumble. He had many, we had many things in common and really got along. I had a crush on him, but knew he wasn't ready for having a serious girlfriend, which I think we both knew was not good timing for either of us. But he was my first good friend after moving across the country. So I was really enjoying the time we spent together. I continued to date other people and put myself out there. After a month and a half, we went to a party together where we both had been drinking, but I wasn't drunk. We started getting flirty and holding hands, and he said he liked me, among other things that indicated that he may have been ready to expand on our relationship, and we eventually went back to his place and hooked up. That night, he said many things to me that I know were not promises, but it made me feel like he definitely wanted more out of our relationship. Why do guys say things that will ultimately hurt us in the long run, especially if they can't commit to the idea of a relationship or even starting one? Um, For example, he said that I would be a great mom and... He could see having kids and seeing a future like that with me, which admittedly I was very shocked when he said that because we had not flirted much in the time that we were friends. And then the next day started freaking out saying we shouldn't continue this. I'm not sure why he did this. I didn't want to scare him or embarrass him by bringing this up, but I don't understand. Why would he do this? Things just felt incredibly mean to me. But then again, I'm not a guy. We've kept in touch a little in the last few months. I'm trying to move on, but every time I feel like I'm over it and over him, I run into him or he messages me out of the blue all this time. I really thought we could eventually develop a lasting relationship, but now I'm not so sure after seeing how he reacted. My question is how do I either move on gracefully and close the door? Like I thought I had before, or should I keep the door open and do my own thing? Like I was when we were friends, I tried handling this with as much grace as possible. And I learned a lot, but I just don't know. Everything's a little up in the air with us and I'm not sure what's going on in his end. I mean, that was, I think kind of fucked up from the start platonic on Bumble. That's that was my first reaction. Yeah. <laughs> is that like, wait, do you go on Bumble to make friends now? Well, there <laughs> is Bumble BFF. There is that. Oh, really? I don't, but I assume that's not how they met. I don't know. But, yeah. I mean, yeah. it sounded to me like where it was headed. It sounded like the guy was super into her. Um, yeah. You know, like any, any guy who like, I, I, I think when, I mean, at least for me, I was always this way. When I like became friends with girls, I always like would have hooked up with them if they, yeah. you know, made the initiation. Um, I think most guys at least like kind of are that way. Um, but then again, like, you know, I don't know, but it seemed like he was super into her. And I, I was like a little uh, taken back when he said, when I guess he, he took all of his words back. That was kind of surprising. When it comes you, to her me quest- and her both. <laughs> yeah. yeah. When- I feel for her. I'm confused. Of like what she should she do now it seemed like after like what the guy said like the guy has no idea what the fuck he wants he's telling her she's a good you should be a great mom but then he wants nothing to do with her um if i'm her i would if she wants the guy still in her life i would say hey like you know i'm down to be friends but like there's no chance like anything besides that's gonna like have an impact because i mean just like the, the guy doesn't sound like he's ready for a relationship like obviously after the hookup he had no idea what the hell he wanted and and he's just putting things in this girl's head to make her kind of just make make herself go crazy about this kind of thing you know but even if she wants to be friends with him though once that's out there and once that's like put in the world they're not going to be like how they were before yeah I, be, it doesn't even seem worth it to me to like try to be friends with him again it's gonna be painful know. for to be yeah. in that friendship yeah, yeah. I, I would just I would just ignore it and move on if I if I was her. Yeah, I agree. I think it, it's gonna be hard, but you've already gone through the worst of it. And yeah, I think if you continue to stay in this, I, I mean, look, I've been in a relationship, situ- not relationship, situationship just like this, and it went on for like two years of mm-hmm. like we were really good friends. We would hang out platonically, but then we'd also talk about like the people we were dating, and then like sometimes we would go on dates, and sometimes like at the end of hanging out, we would like kiss goodnight and it was so confusing and I every single time something would happen I was like okay so does this mean like 
you're ready to date me now. And he was like, no, I'm not looking for anything. Like I don't want anything with like serious or with you right now. And, um, and then we'd continue to hang out. And then again, we'd like end up, he'd take me out to dinner. He would pay, like we would hang out. I'd be hanging out with like his siblings too. And like, then we would like have a sleepover or like his goodnight and literally talk all the time. And like every single time things would like seem like they were looking up. I'd be like, oh, I'm like, okay, there's no way he'd be doing this again if he wasn't actually looking for something this time. But so then I would, I would mention it and he'd be like, oh, mm. no, like, stop. That's not going to happen with us. And it was so exhaustingly painful. Yeah. That's so odd. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't even get like, it. Yeah. I don't know. I, like I if it happens once. Yeah. But like multiple times, like that's weird. That's like a, What's the movie? Definitely, maybe with Ryan Reynolds and and yep. what's the what's what's her name? I love her. The, the little redhead. I'm really bad at this. Um, it's one of my like worst traits. Is that she's from Wedding Crashers too, Cap? You, I yeah. Know. I don't know her name, but I love her. She's awesome. Um. Oh, Abigail so Breslin. Yeah, she's great. Yeah, no, yeah, that's yeah. a little girl. No, that's the daughter. That's the daughter. That's a little girl. Yeah, that's a little girl. Sorry, that came up. She like kind yeah, of actress. has red hair. Uh, she's <laughs> a little bit. She's the actress I, I literally love her i don't know her name isla fisher yeah oh, that's really red hair yeah i would have never gotten that name but yeah she's awesome <laughs> i love her yeah uh yeah i would say get get out of it while you can while you're feeling a little disconnected from it because otherwise you're just going to keep getting hurt um mm -hmm. and you don't want to be with somebody who's going to take back the nice things they said to you the next day Definitely <laughs> not. <laughs> okay um and then Final, final question from all that you guys have done with the Lotka Room and all of the guests that you've talked to, what is the best or like one piece of life, love, career, whatever it may be, advice that um, has stuck with each of you? Um, oh, this is actually a good one. So this is uh, Brendan Kaminsky. And he said, it's like everyone says in life, it's not about what you know, it's about who you know. But uh, like he then said, it's not about, who you know, it's about who knows you. So basically like leaving an impression on people. And um, it's actually like reoccurred in my life a lot because it's so nice when someone calls you and says like, oh, I saw this. So I was thinking about you. Like, just, I guess like being memorable, like making an impression on people. Um, and obviously like we're all young, like we want to network with people, but like, yeah, surely you call a person once and you don't follow up. And then what do you say? Like, I know them. No, like try to bond with them any way you can. And like, there's so many people that like go on social media or like rip on social media. It's like all a fake thing. It's all a show, whatever. But like, there's so many great things about, so like Alana, we became friends because of social media. Like we had never yeah. even met in person, you know, but, um, and same with like Skylar, didn't you and Skylar Schwatt shout out to Skylar Schwatt, like become friends over social media. Shout out Skylar. We did become friends. Most yeah. of my friends I'm friends with because of social media at this point. <laughs> but yeah, but like, you'll, you'll know them when you see them by face. Like just, you know, it's, it's, it's not about who you know, it's about who knows you. So I think that's like a really cool, different perspective that like, you know, especially us, like we grew up in that, um, you know, like Jewish circle where it's like, everyone knows everyone. But then again, like, you know, have someone think about you when, when something in life comes up and it's like a nice thing to, to carry with you. I think, I don't know. Definitely. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of similar to similar to Johnny, but like from a sense of like, I, the podcast is just, it's, it's, it's taught me a lot, but I, I guess like, I'll give an example. The other night I had a game in, in South Carolina and um, I was walking to the bus and out of nowhere, their equipment manager on South Carolina came up to me and said, you're not the capital master from the locker room, are you? You didn't tell me this. Wow. <laughs> wait, that's sick. Well, yeah. I, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't put two and two together. I, sorry, Les. Um, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> that's the first I've heard of that. 
Yeah, well, it just happened. It was just this past what this, this past uh, Sunday. So, but 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 understandable. I You've had forty eight hours. Yeah. Yes. Um, and, and I was. It, it's happened a few times, and I know it happens to Johnny a lot because you know a lot of our guests are from New York, and he he goes out he goes out a lot and sees a lot of people and sees a lot of the people that we've interviewed. But it really hasn't happened to me from a sense of like you know, guy comes up to me. I was literally just playing goalie in that, and he just knows that of of our podcast from my last name. So just stuff like that's just so cool, and and you don't realize how close the Jewish community is, you know, until you know we really started this podcast in general and and the relationships we've made. So I think that's the biggest thing I've taken away from this, just the relationships. And and honestly, like who knows if you know? Obviously, I think Johnny and I would still be you know pretty close to this day, but who knows you know about what our communication would be, you know, if. Yeah podcast and stuff like that so yeah also like I'll, I'll add one more thing just like to add on that just like the power of a conversation you know like it's it's cool to like just talk to new people all the time honestly and like make friends yeah yeah it's cool you never know what you're gonna learn all right yeah. where can people find you where can they follow you listen to the locker room all that take it away easy yeah just at the locker room on uh twitter instagram and and tiktok believe it or not um just t-h-e-l-a-t-k-e-r-o-o-m um, just follow locker room. We definitely have not been posting episodes as, uh, consistently as of late, just cause like Christmas break and, and new year's and stuff. But, um, we're going to hopefully get back to it in the next week or so to, uh, posting every Wednesday. But, um, yeah, thank you, Alana, as always, it's always great talking to you and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll get you back on our show. It's been like a year, I think, since you've been on, on our show. So we'll have to get you back. Hell yeah. I think you were single last time when you came on. I was, gonna say, yeah, congrats I was, I was yeah. desperately single. <laughs> Yeah, now you were I single. Am not oh, desperately single. Yeah. <laughs> oh, your post, it was like the, it was like, have a dating podcast, do all this stuff with dating, still single, then finally, I was <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like it, it was a journey. It was a journey. Yeah. Um, it's, it's been a ride. All right. And finally, I have to ask before you go, um, Johnny, does Ellie think you're hot? I hope so. I mean, I fixed my teeth, so hopefully that helped. <laughs> I don't know. You know, I, I actually, she shows me like, because I didn't have front teeth for the first like two and a half years of dating. So I like always question, like I see pictures of myself and I'm like, what the f like, how did you show me your family? Like the first time I met her, the first time I met her dad, I was eating a bagel at, at their kitchen table with my teeth on a napkin on the table. <laughs> Like, well, I didn't insane. know the teeth thing. And when I came on to record with you guys, like you didn't have your teeth in. And I was like, huh. I was so confused as to what was going on. But yeah. I just, just like, all right, Alana, just, just act natural. Yeah. <laughs> I think he well, knows there yeah. aren't teeth there. Hockey. Once I, uh, well, at least you said something. There's people just like stare and like wouldn't say anything. And I always thought that was weird. But then like, then again, like there's people that were also like, like I actually, one of the biggest fights I got in Delhi with like ever was she like brought me up to like a group of seven guys and like before i could even like say hi i'm johnny they're like take your teeth out i was like what the fuck dude i'm not a puppet oh my god yeah, yeah. <laughs> i got pissed i like screamed at her it was bad <laughs> well you told her you, you communicated that you were not happy with it and yes. she didn't do it again communication all right everybody thank you so much for tuning in definitely go check out the locker room follow them everywhere if you liked this episode hit us with five stars and a review send it to a friend who would like to listen to it and we will see you next time